Hi, I'm Belle B. Cooper. I'm Curtis Herbert. And I'm Jelly, aka Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our struggles to make a living on the web and mobile. So I'm looking forward to this episode because this is my first episode where I picked the topic and did the outline. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. I'm always oh, yeah, ready. I'm ready. I was born ready. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this one. Spoilers, we get to see the show topics earlier than listeners, so I've been excited. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking forward to this one because theoretically, as people are listening to this, it's kind of happening. It's like like we're broadcasting from the future. Yeah, this is a timely episode. Yeah, it's like, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird when you record a podcast and it's in the future. Like the stuff that you're talking about might be in the future, but it's actually kind of in the past for everybody else. And it's, yeah, but that's, that's just me. I'm just weird. So what what is the topic this week, Bell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's about time, I should say. Okay, so we're going to talk about Apple's WWDC, which is probably happening as you're listening right to this now. episode, if you listen to it when it was released, right? Mm. So right now, my mind is probably blown with Swift 4 stuff and all kinds of iOS 11 stuff. And uh, I <laughs> wish I was future self already. I'd love to know what's coming out. I'm probably crashed somewhere in my hotel room <laughs> at, this, at this point, just like... <laughs> Oh god! All this, all these people. I have to deal with them. Yep, that's that's me right now. So, what made you want to talk about this, Belle? Well, I know that both of you are going to be there, and I'm not going to be there. And I think it's it's quite interesting to talk about both those perspectives about why you wanted to go and why I'm not going. But because I've never been before, I'm really curious about what it is that makes both of you want to go. What what do you both feel that you're going to get out of it, and and what's making you want to go in particular this year? as compared to maybe in the past, if there's anything different. So I think I'm the only one that's actually going to the actual conference itself. You have the golden ticket. I have the golden ticket. So I'll actually be like going to Dub Dub, as I will always ever call it. <laughs> and part of the reason that I wanted to go this year, um, more so than any other year, is that um, over the years, I've kind of realized that for me, Dub Dub is all about the labs. They have labs where you can go in and you can talk to the people that are actually working on the code that you're basing all of your stuff off and you can kind of get help with stuff if you're prepared enough or you can kind of chase up radars, which is something that I plan on doing. But you can generally you can get in with the developers and actually get some um, some helpful feedback where it's a bit more difficult to do that outside um, outside of of that conference um, so that's that's part of the reason that I'm actually going I guess the reason for going for a lot of people has changed over the years it used to be a strategic advantage there were times that everything that was shown off at WWDC was under an NDA and I actually remember back when I had my job job uh, one of my friends broke NDA to show me the big change of Xcode 3 when they unified <sighs> Interface Builder and Xcode. And like this stuff wasn't out for another month or two after that. Yeah. But nowadays, Apple's really great. They put all their resources online right away. They're streaming a lot of the videos more and more live stream every year. So me, I'm going without a ticket because all those resources are available for free and $1,600 is a lot of money when you're in indie. That's a that's you know two other conferences right there. And then as much as I want to get into the labs, that's hard to justify. I don't have any show-stopping bugs that I can really spend $1,600 to find an engineer and shake them down to fix it. So for me, I'm going more for the social. WWDC is very much, I think, within the Mac and iOS community, kind of considered like a trip to Mecca. <laughs> so it's the once a year that I think still a lot of people try and make it into the city 
And so it's a great time to catch up on other people in the community that I haven't really seen outside of Twitter for a long time. It's definitely one of those things where, because everybody else is going, it's a huge opportunity to meet up with people and to to talk to people that are like in the community. It's the sort of thing where people that you hear on podcasts, <laughs> crickets, you know, they're they're walking around the street and you can you can go up and talk to them. It's the sort of thing where there's a bunch of people there that are also developers or they're you know in the iOS community in other some other way aspect you know UX design whatever. There's a ton of stuff that's like there's a ton of people and there's a ton of people that you can kind of draw on for um you know for inspiration or for help and it's the sort of thing where like if you have a problem you there like there's like thousands of people that uh, you know might have they can dupe your radar for you yeah yeah <laughs> uh but it's kind of cool i i like i like that aspect as well like the social and, and meeting you know despite the fact that i don't like people <laughs> I, I like the social aspect of dub dub because it's effectively the one time a year that i get to see a lot of the people that i don't otherwise see and that's the thing that's hard to measure. Friend of the show, Joe Chaplinski, always says, be in town for Dub Dub even without a ticket because it's hard to measure how much that's going to benefit you in the long term. And I've certainly met a lot of friends at WWDC for the first time. And those are, I don't want to say connections because that sounds so businessy, <laughs> but those are people I can rely on within the community now. And we share tips back and forth all the time. And that's something that yeah. it, it's hard to, when I'm seeing, you know, I'm paying $1,100 to be in San Jose this year between hotel and flight. That's a lot. But some of those connections are going to really pay off in the long term besides just the fun I'm having. I don't want to make a big deal of it, but whatever you paid, I've probably paid twice as much at this point. <laughs> You're just given the... Oh, with the ticket too? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. The, uh, you, you said the ticket was like 1600 bucks before in Australian dollars. That is real money. <laughs> uh, it's like $2,100 and flights and accommodation are an extra 1500 roughly a piece on top of that. Ouch. So it's not a, it's not a cheap trip. Yeah, I mean, and so, Bell, actually, that kind of leads... I Like, you are obviously not going. Are there? Is that the reason? Like, is it because of the expense or is it something else? The expense is definitely kind of a deal breaker for me. It's At this point, it's not really something I would even consider because regardless of getting a ticket to the conference, just getting to the US is a huge expense. It's not yeah. something that, that you do lightly when you're in you're an indie so so that's kind of the deal breaker but at this point i've never really wanted to go to wwdc and that's why i'm quite curious about what you both get out of it to learn a bit more about why you want to be there and why you've enjoyed it in the past because nothing's yet convinced me that that i'm missing out but i'm curious because you both said that the social aspect is one of the biggest benefits for you. I don't know if you've missed the conference any years since you started going, but if you don't go, do you ever feel like you're missing out because of all the, the social benefits that you get if you go and because everyone's there in the one place? I do a little bit. Um, so I went I went to Dub Dub for the first time in 2014 and then again last year, so 2016. So I missed 2015. I couldn't afford to go. Um, there was there, there was a lot of things going on at that point in point in time for me, but I did stay up like you know uh, till three o'clock in the morning and watch the keynote. And yes, I stayed up. I didn't wake up because nobody wakes up at three. That's crazy. So I you know I, I watched the keynote and you know socialized on Twitter. But it's not it's not the same. Like it's it's a different thing. And there's so many people that uh, like that I've met from uh, around the world 
quite literally. I've met these people. I've you know garnered relationships with them, and you know, we're, we've you know we've become friends or whatever, or you know at the very least acquaintances that you know seemingly don't hate each other too much. And <laughs> I feel like Dub Dub is one of those opportunities where I get to see them. Like I get to see my friends, and I get to talk to them about things that I'm excited about because it's not like I don't have any friends here. But not all of my <laughs> friends here, are, you know, are as excited about the fact that, you know, they've released a, you know, the iMessage app store is coming out this year. Like it's not, it's not the same. And so it's the sort of thing where mm. being in town is like you can have this these conversations that just are very much different to what you would have over Twitter or Slack or whatever. I think it makes a big difference, and I, I definitely do feel like I'm missing out. But that could just be like a little bit of FOMO. Yeah, the fear of missing out. Yeah. Yeah, I was starting to feel that. So I almost didn't go this year uh, because the rates in San Francisco for hotels had pretty much doubled between the first year I went in 2014 and 2016 when I went again, but had doubled last year and I just couldn't afford that anymore. So it was kind of lucky that San Jose was kind of a pricing reset in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I think that that idea that you get to have conversations that you can't have elsewhere, I think is a large factor for me because... Most of my friends in real life, like we nerd out on video games, board games, whatever, and they're generally into tech and stuff, but I'm not going to be able to talk about Swift 4 with them for more than like one second before they're just like, yeah, shut up, whatever. (laughs) And it's nice to be able to have those kind of conversations in real life and just go to the hotel lobby and have a beer and talk about what just happened to us. Because at least for me, this is like development and a little bit Apple is kind of a passion of mine. It's something that is a hobby. It's not just a profession in my case. So it's nice to be able to find people that I can really connect with on my passions that don't necessarily exist in, you know, meat space that easily unless I go to like a Cocoa Heads or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, obviously for you, Bell, I've had conversations with you before and I think you've maybe talked about it online as well like you you're looking for people that you can kind of uh you you can kind of you know talk to that are at the same level as you Mm. like i think there's a lot of that sort of stuff that happens uh not just here in australia or even for like you know specific developers but just in general and dub dub has a tendency to kind of answer that in a way i think you know, to and to a certain extent, in a way that only it can, because it's not just developers from one region or one area. It tends to be developers from all over the place, and uh, you, you 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 can meet some very strange and very like enthusiastic and great people. And I you know I love I love to go and I love to I love to do that. But it's definitely being able to go is a very. I'm lucky I'm in the states. You know, getting an airplane there is like four hundred bucks. It's definitely, unfortunately, not very worldwide friendly. No, uh, they call it the Worldwide Developer Conference, but it's very hard to get there if you're not in the states. So it is a bit skewed that way, and it is definitely a privilege to be able to spend that much money just for the social aspect. Like that's. I'm lucky I can do that, but even I sometimes really debate that because, yeah, I feel great for a week, but I can also start to feel behind because everybody is watching these sessions while I'm catching up with friends or talking about what I'm seeing, but then I'm not watching the sessions myself. So I'm stuck on the airplane home and on a red eye instead of going to sleep. I'm watching sessions at 2x just to try to catch up. <laughs> and then the following week, you're sick for the rest of the week because you caught oh, something from Oh, yeah, there's always a plague. Anytime up. there's that many yeah. people together, there's yeah. always some kind of plague. Concrud. Yes. 
So you both went for the first time in 2014, is that right? Yep, that, that's when I went, yeah. yeah. So do you remember what it was, having not experienced it yet, do you remember what it was at that point that made you really want to go for the first time? I think for me it was, at the. I, so I've been playing with iOS since the SDK came out, but I wasn't really taking a super serious go, go at it. Like I was still doing a lot of web work at the time. And I think by 2013, I had really transitioned over to be primarily iOS. And so 2014 came around and I had a year of pretty much full-time iOS under my belt. And it kind of felt like the time to see what all this was about. Because I remember the old days of the NDAs and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, I want to be in town. This seems like a lot of fun. Um, and I just was kind of curious, kind of wanted to check it out. Because I wanted to be able to connect with more people in the community. And 2014 was the first year that they lifted the NDA, wasn't it? Prior to that, I think it was more or less fairly closed off. Like, I think they still made videos available, but it was not as easy for you to actually access them. That sounds right, but I forget. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I forget exactly. It's, it's, a, it's been a while. and I've... It's around that time frame. So part of the reason that I wanted to go was that I, I mean, I at the time, I was pretty convinced that like that it was the sort of place that I could go and I could learn about the new things. I mean, before everybody else, but also, you know, it's, it's the sort of thing where like I'd have to like, if I didn't go, I would have to read up. And I mean, even if I don't go like the year that I didn't go in 2015, you know, I, I said that I was going to take a week to like watch the videos and do the stuff, but it doesn't ever end up being that way. When you go to a conference and you actually like basically immerse yourself in that conference, it's a lot, um, you tend to pick up on a lot of the stuff a lot more because you're effectively just soaking it in. Mm. If you're at home, it can be a lot harder and you kind of get mm. sidelined with, oh, well, I've, you know, I've also got these other things that I've got to do or, you know, I'm watching sessions all day, but then now I have to go out and like I have to make dinner for my partner or, or whatever. Like there, there are reasons, there, there are things that get in the way when you're not actually there and I feel like... I, I think at that point in time, I really wanted to just immerse myself in it and and pick up as much as I could, and that's that was my excuse for spending much much money. Yeah, there's definitely the immersion is definitely a big thing for me because it, it kind of leads into what we were saying about the kind of conversations you can have there that you won't in real life. You know, I can only talk about the Swift API changes on Twitter and get so much response. But when I'm surrounded by five other very smart developers and we're just chatting about it in a hotel lobby, like that conversation can be monumental in terms of just being immersed yeah. and getting up to speed on things a lot faster than other people. So it, it can definitely help. And those are the conversations I love, too. So it kind of works both ways. It's a strategic advantage and it's also just a fun social advantage. So do you think, do you both feel like you don't want to miss it now? Now that you've started going, do you feel yeah. like it's kind of a non-negotiable? Yeah, no. It's yeah interesting. Why? It, it's it's expensive. Yeah, I mean, and it's no longer as much of a strategic advantage as it used to be. So I know I'm paying eleven hundred dollars to hang out with friends, and I have to be very honest <laughs> with myself because I control my budget. So like, I have to take a good hard look, and I keep going on the idea of you know this is paying dividends in the future. I'm making connections. I'm being part of the community, and I want to do that. But at the same time. It costs a buttload of money. Yep. And I can go to other conferences in the iOS community for a lot cheaper. And I think it's going to start losing more relevance as they continue to stream online better. 
Uh, Move to San Jose. A lot of people aren't going this year that normally go because they want to be in San Francisco, not San Jose. Um, So it's not quite the trip to Mecca that it used to be for a lot of developers, I think. Even though it's closer to Cupertino than before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to see the mothership. That's going to be great. (laughs) But like, it's not, I don't think it's going to be as a requirement as it used to be. So I am not necessarily sold on it. It's going to be part of my future going forward. I almost didn't go this year. So who knows what next year will hold? Yeah, I mean, I, I know at least a few people. There's there's very few people that I know from Australia that are going this year. Um, I mean, there are a few people that I I know, but none of like none of the people from Canberra that I I f- like frequently talk to are going. Um, you know, so, so a lot of the people that like my Australian friends aren't going. That said, I do feel some amount of desire to continue going in the future because. Unlike, say, CocoConf or Ul is you know, one that was recently, or you know the that that uh, that conference that the uh, Coco Love that some dude did uh, at some point <laughs> in time, uh, you know, conferences like that, which are like you know they they are just as relevant to you know community and getting together with people that you that you uh, like. It's not necessarily as accessible it's not even as accessible as dub dub is and dub dub's not super accessible in that way and i think it's just simply because there are a lot they tend to be a lot smaller there's less reason to go part of the reason that you might go to dub dub is you you convince yourself that okay i'm going to hear stuff here that i'm not going to hear other other places so as somebody that has, is coming from overseas i would probably swing to going to dub dub before I chose to go to something like CocoConf, which, I mean, it's kind of sad, but it's the, it's just the nature of things. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I've definitely found it hard to justify going to most of the conferences that I'm interested in because they're small enough that, that I'm just not sure it'll be worth it. It's a harder decision to make, I think, rather than something like DubDub, where you know that the crowd is going to be so much bigger. There are so many more people, even outside the conference, people who go without a ticket to the conference. It's easier to convince yourself that it's worth going for that reason, at least. Yeah. And I mean, we had so recently, I mean, this year, we had a conference that was organized by Andy with two Ys, Andy Hope, and uh, it was called Playgrounds. I mean, Australia doesn't have a lot of developer conferences. I can pretty much count them on one hand. There's Playgrounds. There's the one that has the weird name that I always forget. Oh, there's one called Yao, but Yow, they do a that's bunch. The, that's that the it? one. It's Yao, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's Yao. Um, there used to be one more thing, but that uh, that has is all but dead. Um, uh, there was Swipe and Swipe got swallowed up by Yao. So, you know, I mean, we don't have a lot of conferences in Australia and, um, and it's kind of sad. And I went to uh, Playgrounds and Bell. I, I met you there for the first time in real life. And uh, we, you know, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. And it's not that I don't enjoy other conferences, but I mean, it's one thing for me to travel a couple of hours on a plane and it's maybe a few hundred bucks and I can kind of convince Mel to go with me, my wife and have a holiday in quotes but you know it's a whole other thing to try and like to go overseas to do the same thing and you know because as soon as you as soon as it's overseas it's like an extra couple of grand because flying from australia to any other country in the world is basically (laughs) like it's it's basically something that only 
people that have a lot of spare disposable income can do, which makes it really difficult. You know, and DubDub is obviously in the same boat with that, but it's the sort of thing where, like I said before, you can kind of convince yourself that it's important and it's more important than other conferences in that way. Yeah, yeah, so I guess that's where it's kind of a very regional difference because a lot of the conference, like I wanted to go to Playgrounds, but I couldn't because it's in Australia. But then on the flip side, a lot of the ones that you mentioned, aside from Ool, are stateside for me. Um, so they're actually pretty accessible and kind of on the f- uh, the opposite of WWDC, I kind of really appreciate the smaller crowds that those conferences will have. I find when I'm in a room of 120 developers for three days, it kind of forces me to not hide in my room too much. Yeah. And I'm able to really leave the conference with friends, not acquaintances. And that was actually a big reason why I started Coco Love is I wanted to f- have a conference that really focused on... You know, the talks and stuff, yeah, that's how you convince your employer to send you. But it was really about forming those connections within the community and having those discussions and not treating it like a classroom, but making friends. It's all about the love, right? Yes, that's, well, that in Philly, the love <laughs> sign. But like, and that's where like, so like Release Notes is a great example. Um, that's a conference, this is their third year, um, and they focus on all aspects of the App Store except for the code. And it attracts a lot of people that don't normally go to DubDub because they don't need to go for the sessions, but they want to go and talk to people who are focused on their business. So at Release Notes, I had conversations with people that they were completely transparent with their numbers, all kinds of amazing information that I could never talk about online pretty much. But it was 120 people in a room for three days like that. And I got some amazing ways to help my business out of that. And I would never get that at DubDub. So I'm kind of, I guess, because I have a lot of the smaller ones around me stateside, I'm able to appreciate them a little bit more because I can not pay an arm and a leg to get there. Um, So the benefits form feel a little bit more tangible and easier to justify. What's a flight to Ireland cost for you? Because you're based on East Coast, right? Right. Yeah. Outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So what's what's a flight to Ireland for you? Give or what take. is Ireland? Is that Australia? No, I, I, Ireland. Ireland. Oh, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> Ireland. Ireland. thought that's like Tokyo mainland or something. Um, Ireland, it's pretty expensive. Not to mention the fact that O itself is like 1600 bucks. Um, but that's an international flight for me. I'd guess a thousand okay. ballpark. Um, it's not cheap. Uh, from us from australia uh, I, I, ireland is uh is even like it's like 2400 like it's ridiculous um wow yeah it's like going to anywhere that's not like lower asia is very expensive from australia yeah it's definitely not that bad uh europe's a little bit more accessible but yeah it's still like ool is one that i would love to go to but it's just so expensive it prices me out a lot of the time between the flight and the ticket itself yeah so how do you balance between some of the smaller ones and then something like Dub Dub or Ool where they cost a lot of money, obviously, and, and even the small ones, I think, can add up if you have to travel around, yeah. even if you're already in the States, Curtis. You have to travel domestically. That's still going to add up. You're going to have to have accommodation. How do you both balance getting to as many conferences as you'd like to and obviously keeping the, the income flowing, I guess, because we're all indies, so we all have to worry a lot more about income and cash flow and stuff because our businesses rely on that i mean i don't i ch- i choose maybe one or two conferences that i go to each year um that will tend to be dub dub this year i made uh the effort to go to playgrounds as well partially 
and I'm sorry for admitting this on air, but partially because I've complained a lot. I've complained a lot in the past about how like Australia doesn't have enough conferences and we really should have more. And then I like Playgrounds came up and I was like, oh, I'm not going to go to that. And I was like, well, hang on, <laughs> maybe I should that's go not to allowed. that because that's uh, that's you know basically you know I've I've got a uh, I've got to no, you put my money where my mouth is. So I made the choice to go to to playgrounds, yeah. and I I didn't regret it. Like it was it was great. So I I think I think one of the things is is basically you choose the conferences that you go to, and you have to figure out whether or not it's worth it. I'm only going to Dub Dub this year because I basically took some extra freelance stuff to pay for the trip. Mm. Because it's like once you add in everything, it's like I've basically got to have ten grand. Wow, sitting in a bank account somewhere, and so I, you know, I, I basically I managed to find that by doing a couple of extra freelance weeks, and uh, that made it a, a possibility for me to go. And so I, I took the opportunity, but I basically will only choose to go to one or two a year, and that's it. Like I, it's just I, I can't, I can't go to everything. Yeah, I think mine. I haven't done any overseas yet. Like, I'd love to go to NS Spain, Playgrounds, one of those. But staying mm. domestically certainly helps. Or Canada. NS North is actually one that I almost will go to every year that it's out. I've heard great things about Tri, the, the Tri conference um, from yeah, Japan. Yeah, Tri-Swift. Tri Swift. Yeah, Tri -Swift uh, Japan, Japan and now New York City uh, they did yeah, last year. Yeah, they have it in a few places, but I've heard great things about the Japan one specifically, apparently. Yes, so. I have. Yeah, it sounded like Natasha did just out of the ballpark job with that. But and that's where like I've shied away from technical conferences. And again, part of the inspiration for Coco Love, we didn't have tech talks. I feel like stuff like that I can digest through a blog post. But I want a conference that gives me topics that I can talk about with the attendees around me. And it isn't a right or wrong topic. It's a conversation starter topic. Yeah. Um, so like release notes talking about businesses. NS North, they only usually have two tech talks. And then the rest are other aspects of everything that we do. But so all the ones being domestically, I think, helps with budget. Like you said that you're budgeting 10K uh, fake money for WWDC. And like that was my entire conference budget last year. And I went to seven conferences. It, I, I think being domestic in the States helps because there's a lot around here. Yeah. I mean, th there's maybe, there's maybe, like I said, I can count them on one hand. Right. And yeah. so, you know, uh, basically, if I'm going to go to a conference, yeah, it's. But now I know, like, having gone to a lot of them, some of it, it helps because, like, I'll try and speak at a conference. Um, yep. So, like, 360 iDev, usually I apply to speak there. Or last year I spoke at Indie Dev Stock. Like, that certainly helps absorb the cost a lot because they can help with travel. They'll pay for hotel or tickets, whatever. So that certainly helps, although I won't apply to all of them all the time. But, you know, just to try out a conference and then I can start paying again in the future yep. if it was really awesome. Okay, so I want to I want to end with this question, and Curtis, it'll be interesting to know your thoughts on this because you've run a conference yourself. But if you could change something about WWDC to improve it, rather than starting a separate conference to fill the gaps, what would you change about WWDC to make it better for you personally? Ooh, wow! It's hard because I don't think I don't think WWDC can actually change much beyond what it is. So right now, for people who haven't attended WWDC, um, there's a lottery to get in. It's capped at 5,000 people, and they try and rotate in fresh blood a lot. Yep. Um, I think last year they bragged about 70% were first-time attendees. Yep. I don't think they could double the capacity at all. 
And at that point, you're losing out on a lot of the social aspects. Things are overcrowded. I think for what it is, they're making the best move they can by being much more accessible to people who cannot come. And I think that's also better for people like you two who are worldwide that just couldn't afford to come if you don't have an employer. So by removing the need to be there, I think that's the best they can do to improve the conference itself, ironically, because a lot of the reasons I go aren't necessarily because of the conference. It's just because people happen to be in town. So I'd rather see more things like Playgrounds or NS North, Release Notes, Coca Love, NS Spain. Like I'd rather see more of these smaller independent conferences pop up to try and pull people out of local communities that just can't afford to go to WWDC and find a way to get them to be a part of the community versus saying, sorry, you have to have a $10,000 budget to participate in this community. (laughs) Um, Because there's a lot of bright people that just don't participate in our community, partly because it's inaccessible in that way. Um, So I think what they're doing to improve DubDub by making it not a requirement anymore is the right move. The conference itself can't really change much from here. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason that it can't change is because I mean, half the half the benefit of that conference is the fact that the people giving the presentations, the people that are doing the labs, they're all developers that are actually working on the stuff that they're talking about or like or taking you through. When that's the case, you've got like I mean, there's hundreds of people that are involved in like in those talks, in those in the labs and stuff like that. There's hundreds of them, and they are bussed up from Cupertino or bussed across from Cupertino, I guess this year, to do those sessions as an aside to their regular job. They can't take that overseas. Like, there's no way that they would fly hundreds of you know Cupertino-based employees to somewhere else in the world to have that conference. I mean, they do a little bit. They have tech talks, which they take around the world, but that's a much tighter thing. Yeah, the Watch Labs were like 50 people a day, something like that, with three employees. Like, that's not scalable. Yeah, that's not something that they can scale. So it's not... I I feel like they really can't change much about the conference itself. Maybe they can get rid of the box lunch. But as a a general rule... Everybody hates those lunches. (laughs) They're awful. They're the worst. As a general rule, I don't think that they can change much. Rather than changing the conference itself, I'd like to see them getting more involved in the conferences that are happening outside of what they're doing. Um, That would be more more of the, the sort of thing that I would like to see because you don't see a lot of that. We're seeing more nowadays, like all the all the conferences in San Jose and even last year, um, like they put layers on Apple's official website. Layers is a design conference run at the same time as WWDC. Uh, They put AltConf on their website. Like I feel last year we started to see a little bit of that, but they won't go out of their way to support conferences that aren't overlapping WWDC in the same city, which I think, yeah, they're kind of playing favorites there. Um, I wish that they would have more outreach just across the board. I I mean, in the example of something like Playgrounds, which was generally a Swift, you know, a Swift kind of conference, I would have loved to see somebody from, you know, the Swift developer team there. Like, that would have been amazing to have people that actually are working on Swift, uh, you know, from within Apple there to kind of, you know, communicate stuff that they're working on and stuff that they're doing, you know, that would have been amazing, but you don't see a lot of that. That, If if I could change anything about the way that Apple handles conferences in general, that would be the sort of thing that I would do because they can't change DubDub. DubDub has to be what it is, but they can do more to be a part of the community, I think. And we're yet to see that from 
Apple in any real tangible way. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, definitely agree. Well, I thought you would both convince me that I should be going to Dub Dub by the end of this episode, but I'm I feel we like failed. I'm just as confused. <laughs> <laughs> You've given me just as many downsides as upsides, I think. Spoiler alert. That's the thing, it's it's trade-offs. Yeah, it's all Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the glamorous perfect uh conference. It's it's trade-offs. You got money, you're an independent, you got to worry about that stuff. Yeah. Well, it's it's still interesting to learn about what I'm missing out on, I guess. If anything, I would just want to convince you to go to more independent conferences. You know, I've had wonderful conversations and great changes to my business based on some of the conferences I've gone to. So if you can go to Playgrounds again next year, assuming you had a good time, um, I would keep encouraging you to look out for those. I think those you'll find much more rewarding for the money than what you would have to pay to go to Dub Dub. And let's not forget, I mean, obviously these are not conferences, but things like Cocoa Heads, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. meetups where they generally happen all over the world in like in various cities. Um, those meetups, Cocoa Heads, uh, you guys, New York has, what is it? I, I, I-O-S-I-R-L. I-O-S-I-R-L, that's right. <laughs> yeah, there there are things like that that exist in various cities around the world where people meet up and they talk about the stuff that they're working on. They you know share this, their ideas. That has a lot of the benefits of yep. a very like a one evening conference where you have social stuff with people that are in your city. I've made like good friends with the people that I attended Cocoa Heads here in Canberra, uh, and it's the sort of thing where it doesn't have to be a conference. You don't have to have talks if you don't want to. Uh, if your city, your town, your area doesn't have that sort of setup, organize a coffee, put something on Meetup make something happen that isn't necessarily... People will come. Yeah, people will come <laughs> because people, other people are looking for this sort of stuff as well. And I think if you can reach out and find find people that are nearby you, it's... I mean, it doesn't make up for the fact that a conference, you know, brings in people from a lot of different places, but it certainly helps a lot and it yeah. gives you it gives you some of that networking that you would otherwise not get unless you were at a conference. Yeah, Philly Cocoa Heads was kind of my gateway drug to WWDC. I mean, it's gotten hugely active. We have like 50 people show up every month. It's definitely, I think, one of the larger Cocoa Heads. But when I started attending, it was usually like 12 people. Those are some of my great iOS friends in there. You know, it's nice to be able to get a more diverse viewpoint from people from everywhere at WWDC. But even just regionally, you can still start to get a little bit of more diversity in your viewpoints just by going to like a Cocoa Heads or something like that. And they tend to be very friendly, at least ours. You know, we're a bunch of good mm. people. We we like if you're a senior engineer, a junior engineer, it doesn't matter. And it's just, it's a nice place to have some talks, get some pizza and maybe get a beer after. Like it gets you that community feeling without spending $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good takeaway just to kind of highlight all the different ways that people can get involved in the community and get some of the benefits that we've talked about that you both get from Dub Dub. Uh, I think it's really important to highlight that there are other ways to get those things as well. Even if you much, do go much to Dub cheaper Dub, ways. Obviously in between. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> We're indies. We're all about the cheap. <laughs> yeah. So you can get in touch with us on our website at independence.fm or you can send us a nice email at hello at independence.fm. And if you want to talk to us individually, you can find me on Twitter at Belby Cooper. And I am parrots, plural of the bird. And I am jelly bean soup. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you in two more weeks. Probably shouldn't say we'll see you. We won't be seeing anyone. (laughs) And you'll hear us in your ear holes in two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Much more accurate.